This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Yeah, we did it. Introductions out of the way. Yep. Easy now. We didn't easy. mess that part up. The rest of the show will be easy. Uh, so, but we we have a good, this is going to be a good one, I feel like. What do we think? Yes. Nah. No. Uh, it's going to tank. No, I actually think this this topic is very I think it's a really good topic. Topical. Yeah. We're going to fail the topic. Yeah. It's a great topic. Great topic. Right, great Whether topic. or not we'll be able to pull it off. I always feel like that's at, no, that's actually not true. I always feel like uh, whatever the topic we're going to give you about what we give you every time. <laughs> we, so if you like so it, it's going to be good. Gonna if, you be good if you don't, right. So it's not. We are consistent, at least. Consistent. This is a listener. A list, yeah, a listener request. Yeah, a listener. So yeah. this is, it came in from a, a listener. Not just a listener. Josh said that like like uh, Jim Jim Gallant is like so much more than because like, you know he's like, like not a listener. I mean, well, no, because. Well, I was like, going to say, not I, just a listener. I feel it's like true, personally. Uh, with all of our patrons, as we read the name, like I have a personal connection, and then Jim has been on the Zoom calls that we've oh, yeah. done, so I can He's picture also, him. Like I don't know how many topics we've got. From right, him. him and Jared Wilson right. have got to be like so running I, neck yeah, and neck. Right. So I feel like there's a a kinship, a kin- personal we, yeah, connection for sure, for sure. So this one uh, comes from Jim Gallant. He said. Um, Oh, just a bit of background because he mentions this in the beginning of the question. Um, Chris uh, did a conversation with uh, Rokus um, on his YouTube channel. And so this is referencing that. He said, hey, guys, I just watched the video in- interview with Chris and Marshall Journey. I really liked it. When Chris brought up the idea that Aikido was an art that could be thought of as still in development, I thought that. I thought about all the Aikido videos I've seen of a formal class with the sensei up front, throwing students around like ragdolls, very little commentary, almost no instruction. Does this type of approach slash severe tradition and formality prevent the spirit of discovery that Aikido and current generation teachers need to have to continue developing the art? Is this research and development limited to private study? And he says, I'm sorry if the question seems a little odd. And it's funny because when I read that, I was like, oh, no, that's a it's perfect a question. question. That yeah. is not odd at all. <laughs> so, and I think it's very appropriate for the time that we're I, in. I feel in a way that it is part of private study. Um, and I'm saying that from my experience and our experience uh, with the dojo where the exploration part of it is happening sort of concurrently but also outside of the normal classes and whatnot um and maybe Mm. chris probably has a different take on that than i do but that's the way i feel about it anyway is that there is exploration happening but it's happening like a lot of a lot of times off of the mat it's happening a lot of times here on the podcast or in our conversations mm-hmm. or in, um, you know, little in training that we're doing separate from day to day class. Uh, and, and that uh, sometimes doesn't even mean training in Aikido, you know, right. um, it's training other stuff, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be out in the park hitting sticks or whatever. Um, and gaining a lot of 
knowledge that then we plug back in. Um, and so I think in one respect that like it, it kind of has, maybe has to be that way. Um, unless the, the structure of your dojo is set up such that you could do something else. And if, if that's the case, it probably has to be small, which would also almost lend it back to that, that sort of private study. Yeah. I think so there's a lot going on to kind of figure out where we're at with this, but I kind of think that like there's these different levels to the person doing Aikido and Aikido and the structures and organization of Aikido and the, you know, um, Aikido organizations that even exist, the institutions of Aikido that exist. And I think, you know, so those are all, there's lots of different levels to that. And on some level, all of them need to do, you know, progression and change in order to change what Aikido is. Because so, I feel like um, in order to push the art forward, first of all, as a person who is doing that personally, you know, you kind of have to sort out some of your own bullshit in order to even see the separation between what is your own bullshit, what, what is you, and what is Aikido. And so that takes some self-progression, which I think a lot of people do in Aikido is like, you know, their spiritual journey, their personal journey, whatever that is. Um, and then there's the private, uh, like study group style stuff where it's maybe you're thinking about it on your own, studying, trying to figure out what is Aikido to you? What is, you know, that, that the branch between you and Aikido and what you think the, the art is. Um, and that's stuff that can happen, you know, like kind of in conversations on the side or in the time after class when you're, you know, messing around with other students or whatever. And then there's like, you know, maybe you have some ideas about what Aikido is, what, what the system's all about. And then you, that is something that has to happen in class to, to start to share, you know, for, for other people to start to interact with those ideas and, and, you know, in an Aikido scenario, start to, um, you know, intersperse those ideas. And then there's the level even beyond that, which is, okay, you know, certain dojos, like for example, our dojo has an idea of how we approach Aikido and we all kind of interact with that on and off the mat. But now it comes to how do we share that with the rest of the world or do we even do that? Because I think that's part of what he's asking is like on the level of organizations, on the level of like seminars and international communications and all that stuff, like how is it appropriate to change the face of Aikido to something that is more up to date or is more, um, you know, providing that, that space for people to change, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like, so like there's that level beyond that, which is okay, well, but how do we actually allow for people in the public Aikido sphere to, um, change what we're showing, what we're doing, what, how we're talking to each other, all that stuff. And so there's like all these different levels to that. And so it, it's got to change on all of them in order for there to be any movement. But that last, on, that that you know? that top level is always going to be the last. <laughs> yes, yes. And that fur that bottom level is always going to be the fur. Yes. You know, like yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like an institution is never going to be. It's not as it's mobile. Not, it's and not able right. To change it's not and adapt right, and, and, and it's not and, and and its existence sort of <clears> is <throat> tied to it to the the legacy of it, and so. It, it is very difficult for those things to change. So it has to come up 
from the bottom. The bottom, there. and then when it gets there, um, you know, and and maybe that's not. I don't know. If we thought about it for a while, we could probably find an example where that has not been the case. But it seems to me like that is mostly the case that, you know, when you get to those large sort of <clears throat> bureaucracies or those, you know, I mean, organizations, I think, they just they're, it's difficult to break out of. I think that's yeah. the natural trade off is that like small groups don't really have any power, but they do have the ability to be mobile and change things they do and try new things and explore and adapt. And large groups have stability, so thus power, like a lot of influence, but at the same time, they can't change very quickly, you know? I think what's cool about within Aikido is that essentially Aikido is of no consequence within the world. You know, no one's relying on Aikido for like literal food or, you know, something like that. You know, it's not a government or something. Um, But so that gives us an ability to go. There are all these big institutions, you know, big Aikido groups. Is this actually benefiting us? The way that we are presenting Aikido currently and the structures that exist currently, you know, are those really doing for us what we originally intended or what we now want from them, you know? And so that could give us, you know, as hard as it is to change them, we also do have the ability because it's of no consequence in some sense to break those up and go, let's start again from step away. No no one's going to die if we broke up an Aikido organization. Right, exactly. And so it's okay to step out. No one has a reliance on those groups in the sense of I will not survive with, if I'm not a part of this group, you know? So it allows people to, essentially move away from that style of you know that structure um and and start something new again which i think is pretty cool um and so i'm interested to see if that happens does it seem like there are um uh, things in place to allow for uh growth and experimentation within the structures that exist or or not do you know what I'm saying by that? Do yes. you feel like so? Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many complexities to this issue. And when you guys were talking right now, I was like, ah, oh, there's this and this and this. <laughs> I mean, there's so many problems because, I mean, like one part of it is uh, Japanese culture, which, uh, well, first let's just talk about Japanese martial culture, which is the idea of koryu and the idea of jendai, which koryu is like old school martial arts and the idea is to literally perfectly emulate the original person who founded that system and that's your job is to become exactly like that person and Mm -hmm. nothing ever changes and the idea of jindai is a more modern approach which is like as a thing goes on it will evolve and get better you know and so there's just that inherent martial japanese cultural problem and aikido is a, a real problematic art because it really respects and uh appreciates koryu for sure i mean the way we dress the way we think about uh methods and and weapons and stuff we definitely are into old stuff and that's because yoishiba was into old stuff so there's definitely a a, an idea yeah Yeah. flavor of koryu-ness to it okay then aikido is totally not a koryu it was made in the modern era with modern ideals by its very existence it is not that thing right and if you look at the second doshu the second founder uh yoishiba's son uh yoishiba he definitely had a modern approach to things and definitely was taking a, a more jindai at least in appearance style like of modernizing and we're moving forward into the new world like judo and kendo does you know like and that's what we're doing so so there's there's that okay Then there is the cultural problem of just Japanese culture, which is like, you know, Japanese look at like things that break the norm as 
being problematic, you know, like, <laughs> well, that's not the way people have done it for a long time. Right. So why would you do it that way? So there is just that influence. Then there is the problem of we don't want to know. We don't want to look like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And so um, all the teachers kind of feel like, well, there's just this dogmatic way we do things and you better do it that way. And if you're not doing it that way, then it's not Aikido because we're a little tenuous as to what Aikido actually is. So because we're not certain on a personal level what it is, if we don't follow the dogma, well, are we doing Aikido anymore? You know, I I just did a a panel discussion and that that kind of stuff was coming up where it's like, you know, is is it even Aikido anymore if you're not doing Kodagaish or is it totally Aikido if you're not doing, you know, so so there's that stuff. Um, And so it's complicated and that's and that's and that's just adding to what you guys were talking about with organizations and small groups and all that stuff you know like it's a hugely compounded problem so uh what i'm hearing from that answer was not really like that truth <laughs> that <Weird>. truthfully uh <laughs> aikido is sort of set up to stifle uh, yes. ex, you know, experimentation to stifle growth, to stifle, to keep that kind of stuff I- in the background, or at the very least, um, it is not, it's not helping it at all. It, yes. There's nothing there to, to push it forward. And I think that's a real problem. Um, because if, if we have, because we haven't explored, we haven't gotten to the end yet. Yes. You know, if someone had taken it and gotten to the very end of it, um, that then where we're at would be fine. But no one has done that yet. And in order and in order to do that, we're going to have to have someone who just pushes, pushes, pushes through. And that person is not going to be um, affiliated not with the big be, organization. It's not going to. He's not going. It's not going to be mainstream. It's right. not going to be a mainstream right. um, person. You know, and it might not even be. Someone associated with with Aiki, you know Aikido. Hopefully, you would you'd hope that they would um, keep that, you know, the the name and the, the whatever. But it could be that someone latches onto the ideas. They're calling it something else. They're doing, you know. Yeah, I'm. So what this is bringing up for me right now is an article that I read. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, but right now there's some um, controversy regarding the USAF, which is the United States Aikido Federation, um, regarding um, there was a group of women who made a uh, public uh, petition statement that they all signed, basically saying that they had experienced um, different levels of um, harassment and abuse and different, just different experiences that they've had collectively, um, while as members of the United States Aikido Federation. And they were just asking, um, for that to be recognized and, and to have a, a, for that to be the start of a conversation between them and the USAF, um, about how to have, uh, to, to create more equality basically within the organization and have a better way to talk about people's experiences. Um, and long story short, the organization and Yamada Sensei took that as a, a personal affront, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really interesting because it's brought up a lot of, um, and I'm by no means an expert on all the things that have transpired in this situation, but it's brought up a lot of interesting conversations about, 
uh, structure and about the organization and how the institution um, is a representation of Japanese culture and whether it actually is or if it's um, just an excuse f for things to stay the same. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that are saying, well, that's, you know, you need to follow the 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 certain, uh, you know, cultural things that we do within this organization. And it was, you know, rude to make this petition out in public and you should have taken the proper channels to make these complaints and so on and so forth. Essentially, people aren't, you know, using the channels that are available to them. You're That's only the allowed to make your uh, concerns known in this very specific right. way. Yeah. And uh, uh, apart from the, the thing that a lot of these women had maybe already mentioned these issues or had talked to people and hadn't felt heard or hadn't right. felt recognized. Which is why they did what they did. Why, which is perhaps why they did what they did. Um, there, There's a lot of people saying, well, but that's, you know, you need to use the proper channels and this is how our structure is set up and we're a Japanese organization and you can't expect, you, you should have expected that Yamada Sensei's feelings would have been hurt by this because it's a personal affront and, you know, there's this Japanese history and there's this way that we act because of that. And I was reading this article today um, from one of the women who signed the petition. I want to say her name, but I'm in the middle of the article now, so I can't see it. Um, <laughs> but basically she was saying that um, that's not really an excuse because we're in the US. It is the USAF. It is not the, a Japanese right. poll. It's exactly an American. Right. So we are inherently Western by where we're located and how right. we act. All your members are Western. All your members are Western. She even said, I'm pretty sure that all of the men in power in that organization who are who were all white American men, aside from Yamada Sensei, who ha has spent the last 50 years of his life he understands in America. American culture quite well. Right. In America. And so it's like that, ten that, that excuse that, um, well, but this is how the Japanese do it, or we're following the Japanese way, and you have to keep this kind of structure, this, you know, uh, Koryu kind of attitude about respecting your elders or, you know, doing X, Y, or Z in that kind of way is in fact just an excuse mm -hmm. for um, stifling people's voices and refusing to hear concerns. And this woman was saying, you know, as an excuse basically to continue to not listen and gaslight right. and not, you know, not foster growth, essentially. Right. And um, I, I don't want to get too much into the politics of it, but I appreciate that this is opening up that conversation because I feel yeah. like that this is an issue that is not just in Aikido, but in the larger world, which is um, people falling back on the structures and saying, well, this is the way that it is. And how dare you, you know, criticize at all that the structure of how things are. And it's like, well, if we don't outwardly criticize the structure, then our voices will get squashed. If we try to use the right. normal channels, right. then right. we will be silenced. We will be told that, okay, we hear you. And then nothing happens, right. you know? Right. And so I think that it's all part of this culture that we're in right now um, in Aikido, especially, which is that, you know, we defer to the people that are already in the positions of power. And they're the ones who lead the seminars. They're the ones who give the belts. They're it's the interesting, ones who, you know, though, because like it, it's like, yeah, we defer, you defer to them. At least within the organization. Uh, right. But at the same time, everyone is online and everyone is looking for whatever and everyone's questioning yeah. and everyone. So, like, if you are deferring to them, well, it, it seems like there's a disconnect, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to defer to these people. But then at the same time, 
were essentially saying uh, we're deferring to them and also going, yeah, but you guys are stupid anyway. You know, like we're deferring to you, but we there's we think there's a problem with how you're doing something with what's being presented. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it makes total sense. Like, and it, it, it's the nature of criticism, which is like, you know, any, any time a critic, you know, so an art critic says, hey, your sculpture sucks. The art critic's not saying I can make that sculpture myself, right? They're not saying <laughs> that like, hey, step aside so I can make some fucking sculpture. Um, what they're sculpture. saying is, you know, I am not an artist and I can look at that and I can tell you that it's not art and here are my critiques of why that's not art. And it's your job as the artist to understand how to supersede my opinions, you right. know, like and, you know, really good. Like, you know, if I'm a critic and I look at something that's amazing, my my opinion of that is generally um, I couldn't I can't understand how something could be so good. You right. know, it's um, it blows my mind away, you know, and that's what that's what we're looking for. And so. When people from the outside look at a group and they go, hey, your group sucks, they're not suggesting that they can do Aikido, like if they're from outside of Aikido. What they're saying is, well, I don't do your art and I can't see – it makes no fucking sense to me what you're up to, right? And I think that's very, very fair. And so when we see that, we as Aikido people should be a little bit like ashamed is too strong a word, but we should be maybe a little bit embarrassed, which is like – why don't we? So know? this and this is my this is this is my point. I think is like if we are deferring to these people and there's still being the questions asked, are, are we not deferring to the wrong people? Because yeah, they're not able to saying. answer the questions. They're not able to do the things that we need. But so do don't we need to begin to start um, putting new people up, or at least at, like asking the people that we are deferring to, like, hey, man. What about these guys out here with their questions? Right. And I mean, I think I think that's, you know, that that putting new people up, you know, that's also not the position of the people who don't know what the fuck's going on. It will have to be an internal thing. Yes. That oh, no. Someone comes up. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. But within the community, I'm saying yeah. we need we need to start putting new people up if we're saying that the person the people we're deferring to. Um, don't seem to know what's going don't on. seem to know what's going on right. and i think the other thing too and is, also yeah. you know we and this is something i have heard you mention and talk about but like that thing of like look truthfully the people on the outside we don't right now need to be listening to yeah. what they're saying yeah. anyway uh so whatever but if we are gonna do that right. but there's however, a disconnect that we need to level ha- However, we do need to listen to the people on the inside. Oh, yes. And there yes. are a bunch of people on the inside of yes. Aikido saying, hey, what the fuck is up with Aikido? Like, yes. what are we even doing? Yes. You know? And so, and that, those are the people's voices right now who we should be focusing on. And the fact that there's a bunch of Aikido people going, I don't really quite get what's going on. Right. Or I don't really feel like I have as good a grasp as I should. I think. Like, that is something that we should be listening to. I think. Just like, I feel like, in my opinion. We should be listening to the women from the inside right. of the Aikido, yes. you know, USAF. They're saying, hey, there's a problem. If you're, it's coming from inside and there are people that are seeing the inside, they probably at least a little bit know what they're talking about. Yeah. I think that's um, – I think it might sound to the listeners right now like we're a little all over the place. But we're talking about the thing that's in the same area, which is like – we're not able within our system to question what's going on and get back good answers. And so like, you know, 
Yamada's group saying, you know, like, oh, you should take care of this thing internally, not externally. And it's like, well, we tried, but you did nothing about it. And so because you did nothing about it, well, then we're apparently going to have to go externally with it. You know, it's like, so if we're not getting answers inside, then I guess we've got to go outside or we've got to do whatever the next step is, you know. And so so that's the problem is that, like, we're not listening inside, inside the martial art. We're not listening. And so that's why we have all these rogue people, you know, I'm, I'm definitely probably one of them that like are going off on their own tangents that are like, you know, well, here's what I fucking think it is, right. you know, because inside there's nothing to be talked about anymore. I think there's also a distinction made because you keep saying inside, outside, and it's confusing, but like there's, so there's inside the Aikido, the full Aikido community, and then there's outside of that. And then there's within individual organizations that exist within the Aikido community. You know what I mean? So like in a sense... Um, we, all the three of us, are insiders in the Aikido community, but we are outsiders in terms of Aikido organizations because right. we are not a part of an Aikido right. organization. Right. And right. so it's like there's – that's what I meant kind of with the levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like, you know, people should hopefully be looking internally first. And if that's not working, then how can you get to the next level? You know what I mean? Right. But the fact that there's not a lot of internal looking happening in the first place, whether that's within the Aikido community or within individual organizations, there's, you know, lots of holes are appearing. If you so are sub udancha, right? So meaning you don't you don't have a black belt in the martial art of Aikido. Um, the assumption is your 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 understanding of it is still pretty incomplete, and so like looking to whatever the establishment is to get answers is the normal thing to do. Yes. However, if you're udancha and you're still having those problems, meaning you've achieved a level that says you should have some competency in the art, and you don't understand what's going on, then we've got a problem, right? If that can't be answered internally, there's a problem. Yeah. And I think getting back to what Jim Gallant was asking, the um, example that he provides, um, let me go back to it here, um, is that of uh, Aikido, you know, demonstrations being all just, you know, sensei standing up front, throwing students around like ragdolls, no, not much commentary, not much instruction, like, that's a perfect um, representation of kind of how a lot of the organizations are right now, which is just like, defer to this one person, don't ask questions. There's not much commentary on what is happening exactly. Just you should be able to perceive exactly what you need to know and, you know, shut up and do it essentially. Yeah. And and that, you know, apparently to him, it's very obvious that that, that is providing that like kind of stifling non um productive atmosphere well, and so some, someone watching that demonstration too is like oh okay that stuff's all going on i guess that's aikido but no one's telling me why that stuff is going on like what 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 is that stuff? yeah what does it even mean yeah. right yeah and a lot of yeah hmm i know it's we, i feel like we've been all over the place but like all these themes are kind of it's it's difficult to put into words it's because there's so many layers to this problem yes. like it's really enormous you know and and it's because honestly um a lot of people went off half cocked and half baked meaning that like you know here's this cool concept that this weird old mystic dude put out there and then a bunch of people are like oh okay oh i'm gonna go start teaching that stuff because i i really think it's great and they don't know what the fuck they're doing right. you know I think that's and they're not willing the, to admit that right. I think it's that that thing that like instead of um, instead of they became instructors instead uh, and began propagating the art without it without first taking it to the natural conclusion, <clears throat> you know. And you've talked about this before, like about the uh, uh, complete art 
or a complete system or whatever. Um, and in being able to, that's when you can take it and then begin to propagate it, right? But that's not what happened here. It was like um, they were still just playing off of ideas and then they went and started teaching it yeah. um, as a complete thing. And so what we have is a bunch of ideas, but no, no completion to it. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not. No one can do the thing that we, no, no one can do the thing that we say we can do. Like, and I think that's a big problem because we can't show anybody anything. And so people are like, oh, it doesn't work. Well, I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but we can't. There's no one who can tell show that to me. No. If you could, that would be and great. And the only, only thing we are showing is demonstrations. And so it's like, well, I guess that's Aikido. Like, I guess that's yeah. it. Like, and, yeah. and that's you know? because because we just haven't, no one has spent the time to get there. And I think the the scary thing to a lot of... They built a business, I guess, instead of building. That's right. Instead I mean, of that, building, that is definitely what happened, especially the second generations of teachers. The first generations, you know, I think what the first generations were doing, I, I can find valor in it. Um, and I think they were kind of pushed into some positions... There's a historical point going on here with judo that we could talk about too, but they they were pushed into a lot of positions to to create this thing, and they did the best they could. You know, like I've read a, a fair amount. Yeah, the first generation of teachers after Yoshiba, and I've read a fair amount of what all those guys have to say, and and I think they were all giving their best. Yeah. You know, I think they were really trying. And then the next generation of teachers were like, oh yeah, well this is figured out. My teacher figured it out, so right. we're done. And then there was no more, and so right. now it's embarrassing to admit. That you don't know what the fuck's going on. And so that's got to be hidden, you know. And so I think right. there's some hiding going on in that. And I think that generationally was passed down, you know. So the first generation, like, you know, they did they did their work. They did the best they could. But they, they had a lot they had a lot to do because they were spreading Aikido. And they were the first generation yes. of students of Ueshiba. And they were trying to make sense of what the old man was saying, you yes. know. But they could only do so much. And then they passed the baton to the second generation students who were like, well, those guys had it all figured out, didn't they? And I'm, I'm going to just teach what they taught me, you know? Yep. And there was like, the, there was an, an unsaid thing in that first generation, which is like, you guys got to keep working on it because we didn't finish. Right. You know? Yes. But there, that wasn't said. And so then second generation were like, all right, it's all finished. Here we go. Let's go teach it. Make yep. a bunch of money. And they were making a bunch of money because Skull got on and goes, hey, there's this awesome, cool martial art that's totally different. It's Aikido. And everyone goes, well, that looks fucking sweet. What is that all about? Right. right. And so- None of the second generation did their work, nor did they even think about the fact that it wasn't finished. Yeah. You know, or they, it wasn't, as Josh had kind of brought to its natural conclusion, like completely um, worked out, I guess. And so then now third generation people are going, wait, all my teachers told me that this is what Aikido is, but like something's not right. Like It's just not, it's not working. And then right. we're looking up to the second generation's teachers Go, yeah who we're, were, we're, we're going back and we're going like hey right. guys we're watching their demonstrations like, and we're seeing them where is it at you know they're seventh eighth and ninth on guys yeah. that keep doing stuff you know. and you're just like but like that stuff's all been the that, same forever right What's going where, on? where is, is it at it? Like, like yeah 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 so it's it's very very problematic and it's very loaded um and it it, it, it makes a lot of people pissed you know because yeah. i mean it's it's and this is the thing with yamada you know it's like well, well let's just not talk about this stuff because we don't need to rock the boat and i think the feeling too is like well we really don't need to rock the boat right now because confidence for the general population is low in aikido anyways the truth is that means it's time right. that you can just say well, we don't fucking know and what what i think is cool about right now is that exact same thing is that there's enough people now who are going like 
we want something else that they're willing to look at people who are doing something different and go, ah, what's this guy saying? What's this guy saying? How is this guy doing? What is this guy? Um, and then, and then being able to, to kind of call some of that together. Um, but that's all again, happening small scale. I think the thing too, which maybe that's how it's always gonna happen. Nature. It's like, in the example of Yamada Sensei, you know, these group of women said, came to him and said, hey, there's like a gender issue in Aikido in our organization. There's there's gender inequality. And the response was basically, what are you talking about? I have always been kind to women. I have always brought them into my dojo and talked to them and taught them and treated them like equals. And while all those sta- that statement may be completely true sure. for him personally – um, that 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 takes Their no personal res- experience. That takes no responsibility for the other members right. of his organization, which is huge, by the way. Not to mention, not to mention that the idea of what equality is maybe isn't fully formed in Yamada Sensei's head. You know, so it's like just like talking about or in his, any of our yeah, <laughs> any right. of our heads. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. I mean, and just because the world's full of that right now, you know, just like, because there are women present doesn't me mean that you. they aren't experiencing right. things. And just because they haven't right. told you if they are experiencing issues doesn't mean that the issues aren't there. Yeah. And so there's all these like levels to that, and I think it's the same thing with the Aikido figuring Aikido out problem, which is like, well, but. Um, we're doing Aikido, so there must not be a problem because look how big yeah, it is. Yeah, we're doing how much, it. We're doing, doing it, you know, just like that. Well, there's women here, so there can't be a problem. It's the same thing as we're doing Aikido, so there can't be a problem. Well, hold on. Let's ask follow-up questions. Let's look into it. Let's yeah. look at, let's pull in all those loose ends because maybe you're not a sexist for sure. We, we, that could be. But what about all the other people in, in your organization? Just the same as maybe you know what's going on with Aikido, but does everyone else have we talked to them? Have we pulled in all those loose ends and actually done some conversation and education and all that stuff? Because it sounds like we haven't, you know? Yeah. There's not conversation happening about really about what it is. At least people don't have an understanding because there's lots of questions internally about what's going on. You As, know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you start to study the history of this stuff, it, it all really starts to become kind of clear what happened. So the genius of Jigoro Kano cannot be overstated, in my opinion. Um, uh, he's the founder of Judo and also the founder of the Japanese education system. Um, he, he, he's an amazing dude. Um, and he was really tenacious. And so what he did was he took Jiu-Jitsu and he said, I'm going to make it a modern world thing. And I'm going to make it something that everyone can look at and go like, oh, Japan does that. And it's really cool and good, you know. And he started really grassroots and put together this team of people who were the best at competitive judo at the time, which was kind of like a little bit like um, like professional wrestling is now, you know, is this weird kind of carnival-y kind of thing. Um, so he put together this really good team. And those people just trained with each other all the time so they would get really good. And they, they disseminated and they figured out the best techniques that were possible for this kind of competition. And then Jigoro Kano used his influence in the education system to get the youth of Japan all practicing this thing mm-hmm. and taking these this stuff that had been put together by this really good team of, of competitors and then he taught it to the youth of Japan and made it very systematic and very logical and broken down. And so all the people who were studying it understood what judo was. And then from that step next, he made it an Olympic sport. He got it. He petitioned to have it an Olympic sport. And then he started spreading it around the world in groups. Like he sent really good guys who really knew what Kodokan judo was. And he sent them all out competing in different places and showing and demonstrating and eventually creating schools, right? So this is the genius of this guy. And there are other people who saw this 
Mori Yoshiba, and um, said, "Hey, and fall, right. that's a great idea." But didn't do it as well as he did it. But didn't right. didn't put in the time to be so like. For Jigoro Kano, it's a really grassroots thing. For Yoishiba, it's a very personal thing. Like, I am developing me. And I right, have right, very, right, right. very little doubt that that guy had achieved a lot of what he wanted. Right, right. And he was a good representation of Aikido. Now, that doesn't mean that it's all the fantasies we all have about it. I think he was awesome at Aikido. But no one else understood how he was doing that. Right. And so, we have all these guys trying to spread Aikido. Like, Judo's being spread because it's a great idea. Puts it out in the world. It's super great. And yet we don't know what we're doing. And, and right. there's some recent work popped up about how Aikido went to England. And like reading that really made me go like, oh, that's interesting how England got Aikido. Um, th- there's a lot of holes in that, you uh-huh. know. And so so that's what's going on historically and why everything went off kind of half cocked. And that happened all over. And so it spread really well, but no one agreed about what, what right. it was we were spreading. Right. And there, there wasn't. It wasn't disseminated well. No. And there, there was no foundation to right, disseminate right. from. And right. there wasn't ever – so there wasn't ever a core of the people who could do it and, and show it. That's right. Because yeah. no one knew what it was. That's right. Because you had a weird mystical dude saying stuff that – I mean honestly, I've gone back through his stuff and I think it makes a lot of sense now. But this is a guy – I mean I'm a guy who's spent you know over 20 years studying Aikido thinking about it nonstop. And, right. and so it's like – And you've also thought a lot about spiritual things and what your opinion is on how to interpret – spiritual ideas and right. so you've put a lot of effort into how to interpret that kind of crazy language right and know? that's very different than a guy who studied with Yoshiba for three years and then is like okay i pretty much know aikido and then went off and then started trying to teach it in brazil where he's the only person who knows it or you know what i mean right. wherever it is so it's, it's just it, it's a real challenging thing that happened and we expect too much from what happened and so we got established we started laying down organizations okay here's what we're doing uh, someone put together a syllabus okay that's the syllabus all right that's what aikido is is our syllabus let's point at that and then boom done deal you know it's not enough it's not right so what what is it i mean so what's the so unfinished art in order to finish it, what, where does it go? What's the next step? Is it um, individuals doing individual stuff and some one of those is going to hit it? And when they do, other people, it will be obvious to them, to everyone else, what has happened? Or uh, is it, you know, in the world that we live in today, someone maybe has it figured out already, but no one ever is ever going to know because... They're practicing it by themselves in, right. you know, where, you know. I think the first thing to understand is that Aikido's Jendai, and, and that means that it, it follows this modern scientific method that it will really never be complete, right? So if you look at like, you know, electrical engineering, is it's complete now. Right. No, there's a lot of shit about electricity we don't know, you know? And so so it's like, is it complete enough that we can like make things reliably and create new products and create new ideas and and use it and 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 know that it's not going to electrocute people and like understand it yes we do and so that's the state we've got to achieve with aikido there, there's not going to be a completion phase ever but there is going to be a like well people who know about it can get together and talk and and all have the same basic ideas of what it is just like a bunch of electricians get together they know what a hot wire is and a there's cold not going to be questions a... about yeah right and so why the does this work this way yeah right and so what we have to do is 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 get that core thing now i do believe kind of like what you were just saying is that when it arrives i think people will go oh you know what i mean like i think it'll be it will naturally yeah. fit 
And so once I think it naturally fits, then it's like, okay, do enough people agree with that, that we can work on it and push this idea forward. And, and when that happens, then that's good. And, and so, I mean, I think in the next, you know, 30 years, this could happen. Um, will it, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and that's where we, what would it take? What do you think it would take for that to happen? Does it, will it take people getting step, getting out of the way? Will it take, I mean, cause I sort of feel like we live in a world now where information can't be hidden anymore. And also problems can't be hidden anymore, right? It's the reason that everything seems so crazy right now. Right. Is because yeah, yeah everything's um, coming to the surface. Right? Now. Because you can't hide it because the information is so readily available. So you know, will it be do people need to step out of the way and kind of let this rise, like we were talking about like putting new people forward? Or does it matter because if someone wants to, you know, we want to do this, we could put out a podcast we could put out videos every day for the next however many years and have a platform that's arguably bigger than any organization out there you know yeah i think it's going to be grassroots i mean i think that's how change like quick good change happens Mm -hmm. is from the bottom up and so i think that you'll see probably the uh, groups of people doing Aikido that have the ability to experiment and play and learn and grow are going to be the ones that start to change first. Because if you are in such a structured environment that you're not able to really um, try new things, express yourself, you know, then then that's going to stifle, you know, creativity. Um, and so I think it will be, you know, organizations that are probably independent or at least have room to be and do what they're going to do. Um, but, and at some point, hopefully we'll all kind of, you know, those grassroots groups will get together and say, um, Hey, this is what I found. Let's share ideas and, you know, start to grow from there. Um, and I think the last place it will get to is the organizations that are big and already exist. Um, that being said, I don't think that that means that there can't be change within large organizations. And I think there should be. And I think that was the whole point of that petition that I brought up, which is that, you know, it, it shouldn't, they shouldn't be completely static and unchanging. There should, they should be able to change, you know, make new policies and, and grow with their students. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of people that say to that, well, if you want things to change, why don't you go make your own organization? Well, okay. And see, a lot of people have. Right. right. And, right. So, and that's, and that's, that's a, the, I think that's a good, you know, that's totally valid. That's the truth know? about it is, you know, sometimes uh, the, the change will be forced on them mm-hmm. because if they don't, there just ain't going to be anyone there. Left. Right. There's not yes. going to be anyone that's left. Right. And um, that's the thing is if so. you want to stay a large organization, then it would be wise to listen to your members and it yeah. would be wise yeah. to hear what, you know, half of a population has to say. Right. Um, but, you know, or you could just not change and, you know, die out. I mean, that's, yeah. that is the way of things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, I used to be kind of concerned about the idea of Aikido dying. Like I was, I was concerned about that. And, and then I, I'm not concerned about it now because it's like, well, I'm going to keep doing Aikido forever and right. I'm going to do the, the things I do with it. And so like, it'll at least be alive as long as I'm alive. And hopefully I'll have some good students who outlive me by a lot and then, then they will, you know, keep Aikido Well, going and forward. the ideas, the ideas are so universal that I don't think it, like, now that they're out there in in the ether or whatever, that it can't, it won't die, um, because the the ideas are larger than the thing, and right. I think and, and that's and it's the ideas that people have latched onto, um, and that bring them to the thing. It's not like 
um, other stuff where it's just technique, right. you know, where it's just like I can do these special techniques different than other right. people. And then it becomes like, well, yeah, okay, so it, it could die out because no one knows the technique, but it's the ideas I feel like will will carry on. Right, and that's why, you know, it doesn't really matter if Aikido organizations disappear because it's like, well, that's not going to kill Aikido. Like, and in fact, maybe if that happened, then we'd have enough freedom to do what we want to do. Right. I'm not right. suggesting, you know, I, I think that some Aikido organizations are pretty good. Yeah. But um, not yeah. enough to join any of them, but... <laughs> I mean, the the soul of Aikido has nothing to do with the organizations. Yeah. Organizations right. are right. just, you know, groups of people that have decided to attach themselves to each other, you know. Right. But the, the, you know, the life and death of those has nothing to do with the essence of what Aikido is, right. you know. Right. And I think we are seeing, you know, people starting to um, change those patterns that have been there for a long time, such as, you know, the teacher standing in front of, you know, the group of students and doing this demonstration and then saying, okay, now go do that. You know, like, I think you are starting to see, you know, different teaching styles, different kinds of seminars where they don't cost, they don't cost so much money. You know, all those, those things that were starting to just be, well, that's the way they are. I think you're starting to see it change. Yeah, you know? there is and, a grassroots change happening. And you're definitely seeing people ask questions, which is the, the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. you're seeing people poke. Yes. I think that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it is good, like, that is always going to happen in yourself first, you know, asking questions, making change. And then it happens with your friends, with your, you know, your cohort, and then it happens within your dojo, and then it happens in the, you know, so it's like, it's got to start from there. So, of course, it always will start personally behind closed doors and, you know, private little sparring sessions and that kind of stuff. But eventually, it is nice to share it with everyone else. And hopefully, you know, all of those independent people be, be can start to talk to each other be wary about sharing it too soon i mean <laughs> that was sort of the thing that we were saying and this is sort of my my point at, at the beginning is like that exploration you know you can you as a this change is going to have to happen like you were saying from the instructors from the the black belt level above because it can't happen below um you can use your students to help you explore if you're clear with what you're, what, doing. What you're doing. Totally. Um, Do it all the time. <laughs> but you have to be clear to them that that's what's happening and right. that's what you're doing. Um, right. So there has that, to be a so that you uh, So that everyone understands, like, here are the questions that we're trying to solve with this particular line of training. Right. And that's very much different than doing it and not telling them, because I think that happens a lot too. You know, I think that a teacher finds a thing he wants to work on and he creates uh, classes around that. He does some stuff around that. No one knows it. So the, the the students are learning all this stuff and they have no context as to why they're doing it. The, the instructor does, you know, because he's trying to work on some things in his own mind. Um, I think you got to be clear with that otherwise you're going to end up where we're at which is people going like why what am i even doing like what is my what is where where's the motivation of the the things that we're doing yeah i think uh transparency and healthy questioning you know so i think the other thing is like um there of course is the sense that like we'll listen to the person who knows more than you listen to your teacher like you're there to learn so like don't question on day one why are we doing that why you know what i mean but at the same time, I think that that can become toxic if it continues to move up into the upper echelon where you're, you know, you now 
Um, but it's just like, oh, well, if you're a sixth Don, listen to the seventh Don. You know what I mean? It's always just like, well, you don't know yet. Like, keep, you know, like it, it, that really does at some point you do become peers with all of the other Udancha. That's and you right. should be able to express your voice and say, well, I disagree, actually. And, and that's not an offense. Um, disagreement is not um, an insult. Right. It is just disagreement. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that and should be taken should welcome those on the level. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. so. All right. 47 <laughs> minutes, folks. There you go. That was a good question. It was a great Leave question. Leave it to good old Jim to throw something at us like that. Yeah. I, I hope it's uh, not too confusing, all the things that we said. I, yeah. I, it was kind of wandering. It's a sticky pot. Yeah. But Apparently, but, that's what I say now. It's a sticky, sticky pot. pot. It is. Sticky <laughs> pot. <laughs> um, but I, I'm trying I to envision what that even means, a sticky. I mean, I, I think. I'm I, picturing rice. I don't know. That's, yeah. I'm just thinking a big mess. Yeah, in, in the pot. pot and then mess. You, you and it's can, sticky. Yeah. Can't get the hell out of this pot. And you're like, I just, I just want it to be clean so That's I can right. use it again. That's right. I want to use this pot. Anyway. Yeah, it's like when you make Seems it. like a good pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you to Jim for that. And, you know, once again, anyone who has questions like this and, you know, would like to hear us talk about. Um, things, please shoot some questions our way. I think we do actually have another. Yeah, Brooke Faragamo. Um, uh, Brooke had, yeah, shot uh, us one, so had a question. So that. we'll talk about that at some point. But if you have a question, you want us, you want to hear us talk about something, feel free to shoot us a message and let us know. We're always up for that. Yes. Um, and and it doesn't really matter what it is. It can be sort of <laughs> high. No, I mean it could be high minded like this, or it could be a very simple thing like you know explain rolling. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, totally agree with that. Because uh, we, I know how to explain rolling. I mean, <laughs> that's a much easier question to answer. That might actually be a really awesome podcast because I don't. I'm not sure a lot of people understand what it's about. You know, like or or <laughs> Every, have really thinking about. Is like, how dare you? Well, no, because <laughs> we all do it, but like really, really, because and I'm saying this because it it was this year or, or you know maybe last year, Chris said something. And it clicked up like, oh, yeah, I see now the whole <laughs> scope of what rolling is about. Those epiphanies are so awesome because they make me feel awesome and stupid at the same right, time. Yes. Like, how the fuck yes. did I never how see this? How did I not know? And yet, it's so awesome that, that I rolling know that. was just protecting my brain matter. <laughs> On that note, um, thank you so much to our patrons. We really appreciate you guys yeah. because you make it possible for us to keep doing this podcast. Yes. Um, and a special shout and out. wanting to do this podcast uh, also. Yeah, true. Uh, it's, it's a nice encouragement for sure. Um, thank you. Special shout out to uh, Ted Rose for sending us um, some very um, nice yeah, headphones. We, we're all wearing Damn. some uh, SennheisER headphones here. No they thanks feel- to Sennheiser, by the way. Right. They they feel cozy. I mean, thanks to them in, in the fact they make a good they make product. good headphones. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because uh, they're very cozy on my, my head. I feel yeah, good about it. These they are best. Awesome. Yeah, I love these headphones. Um, I can hear my own voice very <laughs> loud and clear in my ears. I know. Me too. And it's a little scary. <laughs> Um, All right. So thank you so much to Brad V, Spider-Man in San Jose, The Hatchet Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Ocon Ayrton, Jim Sullivan, Marcin Chis, Randy Stewart, Stewart, Thomas Polino, Flor Hanowick, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, thank you so much, Matt Riley, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. Thank right. you guys yeah. so, so much. Yeah. Um, 
I would uh, point people to our YouTube page uh, and also just to general uh, Aikido of Fresno stuff if you're interested in what we talk about on the podcast. We have a lot of like tangential information that is out there that you could look at as well that you may or may not find useful, but it's out there for you. Um, and if you do that, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel and all that good stuff as well because that all helps us. Um, um, speaking of meeting of the minds, um, Chris, uh, <laughs> Rokas, meeting of the minds. um, Rokas just posted a new video that Chris was a part of. It was Chris and him and Nathaniel Chalkin and Francisco de los Cobos doing a, like a little panel kind of thing on the state of Aikido and kind of exactly what we're talking about. Is that is, on the journey? Okay, it's not on that? the journey it's on the well the martial arts so he's got the journey and that's a the smaller one and he's got martial arts journey okay yes. and that so was it's on the bigger one the bigger one, one. okay yeah. martial arts journey. yeah so posted on uh Rokis's, uh main uh, main YouTube page yeah. page uh, so check that out if you're interested um it's kind of long but it's really interesting um just to hear different people from different perspectives talk about aikido and what they think it's all about um okay yeah so here's the thing that we really got to get to now. Okay. Uh-huh. Ready. Tip, Tip of the, the week. week. Oh, shit. It was on, off the top of my head. And it was right on the tip. No, I really, me. it was like, I, I had thought of one, and then I started thinking about the YouTube. No, and, and then it just been thinking about it oh. all week. Oh, no, we, um, <laughs> all week. we posted a video on our YouTube <clears throat> of us doing some various um, tangentially related to Aikido training. Um, and I, uh, if you're, you know, not doing uh aikido right now because of quarantine then you know um you could potentially just do some you know um like light sword sparring you know just grab a stick and you know even if you've never done sword just sparring beat before, your friends just beat your friends <laughs> with sticks um or we did some arm grappling um you know grapple over sticks and it's like you don't have to go to class or even you know learn anything to just try it out yeah, you just, know what i mean yeah um, it may be, you know, you want to be careful to not go so hard that you hurt anybody, yeah, but don't, don't it is fun you. just to try it out and to, you know, roll around and, you know, try something new. To explore, you to say? Explore martial arts. It, it can also be very um, enlightening to your Aikido practice, um, you, you know, so. So is the tip roughly check out some other martial arts? Check out some martial arts or, or just, you just know. Just do, do some stuff that maybe like, is I'm not I'm saying your... even if there's not a teacher available to you, if you can find a friend and a stick or find a friend and, you know, a right. training knife, or right. just find right. a friend. Uh, like Find a friend is what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> thanks. And just roll around or whatever it is. Like, try it out um, and just say, we're going to, we're gonna you know, go for one minute and do this thing. Yeah, yeah, or, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. Do something, um, and that can, you know, be very informative to your martial arts practice in general. All right. All right. Good. Well, That's we'll it. talk yeah. to you. We'll see you. Everyone will uh, be around next week. We'll see everyone. We'll be, we'll be, we'll around. be around next week. You just check us out if you want to. <laughs> Bye.